Good afternoon and welcome to the Life Science Rush Hour with Matt Corcoran. Hope everyone's having a great week. I want to start off today with um, kind of the focus of, of this podcast. Today will be on um, mitigating, you know, the black swan event. Um, and are you putting the right procedures in place um, to protect yourselves from the risk that can be protected, um, i.e. through the use of an insurance policy? So, and I'm, I apologize because I'm going to butcher his name. Um, some of you may have seen Aquinox, AQXP is the symbol. Um, tough, tough day for them. Uh, the results from their phase three clinical trial just, just you know, weren't there for them. Um, to their credit, they fully admitted it. They said, hey, you know, we didn't hit on the primary or the secondary endpoints. Um, we were looking for, a, you know, how do we spin these these good results? At, or, you know, not, how do we spin these results into some sort of positive light? As we see most companies do anytime the results aren't there, they'll say, hey, um, we hit on the, you know, the, the, the safety or the secondary endpoints or in this particular subset of, of, of the population. Um, but to their credit and, you know, I guess the detriment of the product, um, there was there was nothing to go on. So, you know, obviously a huge blow to the company. The stock was down, what, 85% or 80%, whatever it may be. I mean, it was wiped out because now who knows what's going to happen to the, to the company. In, in the life science space, in investing, hey, that, that is a risk. You know, the science just might not work. And that's, that's a risk when you're an investor that you have to be willing to take. You could lose everything. But some things you shouldn't lose your money for. Or as an investor, you should make sure or should assume that those the, that the coverages are in place or the risk management um, and risk transfer mechanisms are in place to protect you. Um, and that's really the black swan. That's where someone like myself would come in and say, hey, what can we do? What keeps you up at night besides the science just not working? Um, you know, a common answer we get is, hey, the, you know, our most valuable asset is our people. Okay. Well, you know, that's going to be protected through um, statutory requirements. But then we start digging a little deeper. Hey, you know, because people's little PC, you know, what is really, really important to you? You know, both from a tangible and intangible aspect. Um, is it your supply chain? Big common answer. Um, a key customer um, or key distributor. Um, is it your, your intellectual property, your patents? Is it one of your facilities getting a regulatory action? You know, are those things that that, that that could wipe you out or have a significant impact on the operations of your company where it delays, you know, drug approval, quarterly miss, um, or even worse, you know, puts you out of business. Um, you have to do another capital raise, maybe take on some debt when you don't want to get you to that next round. Um, those are the losses that, you know, I want to talk about. Because uh, that's where someone like myself can come in. And a lot of brokers aren't doing this. You know, how the insurance process is typically used now is, all right, what what do I have in place now? Because of contractually, statutorily, and then, you know, what my peer is doing. Well, what, you know, get, show me some benchmarking. What, what are they buying? Um, and then I'm going to make a decision. That is typically how it's done. You know, the other common response is, I'll come into a prospect, I'll try to sell them. Hey, I'm good. We're all set. Okay. My common response to them is, how do you know? Have you had the conversation about what your risk is? And there's four or five questions I like to ask is, starting with, what is the most valuable assets of this company? 
as I already mentioned. Post and I want when you answer this, don't think about insurance versus not insurance. So science is the most important, and the people doing it. Um, and then it could be any one of those other things we talked about. Okay, knowing that, what is what is a dollar amount of a loss that would have a serious impact on your operations? I mean, it's going to keep you up at night. Um, you know, what are you doing to mitigate so you don't have those losses? Um, you know, those are some of the questions I want to ask because what you're probably going to realize is that more often than not, these losses and these risks are covered or could be covered. You know, um, most of the times those key losses aren't being covered. You know, I'll give you an example. IP, med device company. You know, they have a patent. They're doing about $30 million in business. Their patent was infringed upon from someone with deep pockets and they had to fight it. Six million dollars in fees they paid. Defense. They could have put a patent protection policy in place that would have protected them through both infringement and defense. So they could have gone after someone or they could have defended that. Instead, there was no coverage. Another example I have is a client, a key facility, got a regulatory action had to cease operations, you know, until auditors came in there and the, and the situation was rectified. So basically, a non-damage to a facility, there can be covered through that for if you put the correct policies in place, basically covered for regulatory action. So non-damage, so your property policy is not going to cover that. Only certain policies, they're going to cover, um, you know, regulatory action could, could do that. Supply chain. And I like to look at both upstream and downstream. You know, where's my supply chain and then where am I selling it to? You know, how often than not we look at our first key supplier and no further. So, yeah, we're covering the contingent property. Or maybe we're not. But we're not covering, hey, who's their key supplier? Because if they go down, I'm going down. You know, maybe you have two, you know, dual, you're, you're dual sourcing. Or maybe you're, you know, you're dual sourcing, but further down the line, you're not. Um, so that's what we'd like to, to talk about. Let's dig in there and see where we can eliminate risk for you. Because again, what we find more often than not is that so many risks are insurable, but the broker and the client don't know they are. You know, a, a, a question I like to ask is if, if the insurance company knows or is asking you a lot of questions. We're not actively saying this is available. That's probably where the risk exposure is because they don't want to cover something where there's a higher likelihood of risk. And what does that require your broker? It means in them to do more due diligence, more research, and really to understand your operation and how to properly secure it. General liability, you know, it's very important. You have to have contractually, but that's usually not going to put a company out of business. It's going to be one of those things mentioned. And if you're not looking into those, you're probably not going to be putting yourself in the best position going forward. Um, now, the whole, the whole hope is that none of these losses ever occur. But let's face it, when you look at regulatory actions, how often and frequently do those happen? Much more than you think. How often does a supplier go down? I've talked about the Ford supplier issue um, with their F-150 trucks. 
I saw just the other day their the the uh, three big burger joints, fast food burger joints down in Texas were down. In and out, and I forget the other ones because I'm from the, from the Northeast here, because of the quality of the roll. They could not sell a particular product. Think about this industry, life science, and how regularly it is, and and how that could severely impact your business. You know, I, I appreciate you listening. Love to talk to more about it. Uh, just a high level, um, you know, high level overview of what you should be looking for. And, and, what, and knowing what you can actually protect. You know, talk about your, your risks from a macro level and then let your broker drill down into the micro and say, hey, this is coverable, this is not. Um, because if you're trying to fit your risks into the insurance, into the, you know, the traditional insurance box, they're probably not gonna fit. But there is a fit out there if you know where to look. You can find me on my website, mattcork.com. You can email me at Matt at mattcork.com. That's M-A-T-T-C-O-R-C.com. Um, and then Twitter, you my handle is uh, Xavier390. Um, so thanks for listening. I look forward to, uh, to uh, talking with everyone soon. Have a great night.